Hello and welcome to the ET PhD team podcast, the podcast here to help you with your relationship with food and body by giving you evidence-based techniques to support yourself with a sprinkling of feminism, a dash of dismantling diet culture and a side of vulnerability as we share our own messy lives with you. I'm Emilia, a registered nutritionist and PhD with the sole purpose of making your life happier and healthier. If you love it, please do go wild and share it. And if you're ready for support with our coaching, details are in the show notes. Hello and welcome to episode number 214 of the EDPC team podcast. I hope you are all well. I hope the sun is shining and life is treating you well. And if not, I hope you're navigating that. This time will pass. Today, we're talking self-sabotage. Do you self-sabotage? Where does self-sabotage show up for you? Often, when we talk about self-sabotage, we're talking about it in relation to diets. You start dieting, you find yourself falling back into old behaviours and regaining weight and self-sabotaging your progress. You are restoring your relationship with food, healing your relationship with food, you're doing quote-unquote well, and then you find yourself running back to a diet, maybe to tracking, even though you're trying to eat more intuitively. Maybe you self-sabotage in relationships, obviously can't relate, when you think, oh, this relationship's going really well, really well, and then bang, you get the ick out of nowhere. Now, let's be honest, the ick can never be rationalised. However, self-sabotage does show up in romantic relationships or maybe it's in your career progression and you maybe you go for a big job and you don't prepare for the interview um, and you self-handicap in that way there are lots of ways that self-sabotage can show up and I'm calling it self-sabotage but maybe by the end of this podcast you might have a little bit of a helpful reframe on it but today I want to talk about 10 reasons why you may self-sabotage And I would love to hear if any of these relate to you or if you can resonate with any of them. And feel free to share them as usual or just drop me a message. Okay, the first reason why you might self-sabotage is that you are scared to succeed. This is a really kind of relatively well-spoken of reason for self-sabotage, for procrastination. But it is a common reason because... Sometimes we set ourselves big goals for when we get to the end point. I am going to use dieting as an example for this whole podcast, but you can relate this to any part of your life. So what if you set big goals for when you succeed? What if you decide when you start losing weight, you're going to start, um, when you've lost weight, sorry, you're going to start dating again, or you're going to feel confident to progress in your personal training career? you're waiting until you're leaner to start something and you're waiting until you're leaner to start something big and start something scary these things are so scary in fact that you hold yourself back and you'd rather self-sabotage than actually face the fact that you're scared and rather than actually start going on those dates rather self-sabotage the key to this And to overcoming this is to start doing these things now. If you say, when I'm leaner, I am going to start going for jobs. Start applying for those jobs now. When you're leaner, you're going to start dating. Down, load, hinge. 
get on it. It's not as bad as you think it is. I've had, well, I've had at least one very lovely outcome from Hinge. So, you know, do it. Second reason why you might self-sabotage is because of the arrivals fallacy. You convince yourself you'll be happy when you lose weight. You'll be happy when you achieve this goal. Except you're so scared of the potential that you won't be happy by changing your weight that you self-sabotage and you continue to blame your unhappiness on that rather than looking elsewhere in your life. It's a lot easier to say I'm unhappy with my body than it is to say I'm unhappy with my life. So let's blame it all on my body. Start losing body fat. But then the reality kicks in. Oh my gosh, I still don't feel any happier. Well, if I self-sabotage, then I can still blame it on my body and I don't have to deal with life. The answer to this is to look at your actions now and the way you live your life now. Is it fulfilling? Is it purposeful? Do you have some altruism in there? Or actually, are you relatively unfulfilled and struggling to find joy in your life? Connection in your life? Start working on that now. The third reason why you might self-sabotage is that you're actually just focused on instant gratification. The taste of the chocolate is better than not having it. And again, of course, you can have chocolate within your overall healthful diet and you can still lose fat and eat chocolate. But actually, the gratification that comes instantly with food choices or maybe skipping your gym session or skipping your walk outweighs for you the delayed gratification of making progress. The answer to this is to start practicing delays, start practicing delayed gratification. You can do this by practicing distraction. So when you have a craving for say chocolate, can you wait half an hour and come back to it? Or you can um, go and go for a walk, go and watch an episode of Friends or Ted Lasso, which I'm very much into right now or love is blind, definitely not into that. Can you do something else for a while and practice a delay? Or can you surf the urge, which is much a much more mindful approach to this? Can you notice where the urge for that food comes up and can you sit with it and let it move through you? And usually these urges pass over us um, within about half an hour. Whatever decision you make is not wrong. It's absolutely okay if you want to focus on instant gratification, but if you consistently focus on instant gratification, it's unlikely that you're going to achieve your goals, whatever that goal is. But whatever decision you do make, make sure that you enjoy it mindfully. If that is eating the chocolate, enjoy the chocolate mindfully. If it is having sex with your ex-boyfriend, at least enjoy it. It might be taking you away from your relationship goals, but at least you'll have a good time maybe many a good time and go you if that is you. Fourth reason why you might self-sabotage is that you're scared to fail so you don't let yourself give it your all. This is a bit of self-preservation. You think, well, if I have dieted a hundred times before, there's no chance that this one is going to work. So I'm just not going to, I'm just not really going to try. And then I save myself the embarrassment and the feelings that come along with failure just not going to try except from the fact that not even trying is the biggest failure not even going for something that you really want is the biggest failure I had this discussion with someone recently and they said you know um 
I don't I, I never really understood why people put like plaster their news on social media their jobs their relationships and stuff like that because what if it goes wrong and I said I just look at these people and think good for you good for you for having the courage to go for these things and to talk about these things and to say you want these things that's the biggest win to not be scared of failure and to do these things anyway and when you don't even try you're already failing you can be scared and you can be brave at the same time as Brene Brown tells us courage is fear walking courage is fear walking write that one down stick it on your wall stick it on your phone screen whatever you have to do fifth reason why you might self-sabotage is that you're scared to lose what you have now you're scared to lose the identity the connections the roles that you have now in the body in your body as you are right now now you might think no that's definitely not me I definitely want to change my body but have a little think about it did you meet your partner in the body that you're in now did you get your job in the body that you're in now do you connect with your friends over food, over drinks? And, and what does that look like for you? Does a lot of your life revolve around maybe the body that you're in now? And this kind of goes on the other side in terms of like maybe weight gain. Maybe you are somebody who is a, um, a previous bodybuilding competitor. You met a lot of your friends through competing. You met your boyfriend who's also a bodybuilder. And when you were lean and you were competing... And except, you know, you maybe want to gain weight, you want to regain your period. Maybe you don't want to gain weight, but you want to get healthier. It's very scary to let go of that and think, well, if I let go of that, do I lose who I am? Do I lose the connections that I've made? Do I lose the roles that I have now? But consider why you love people. Is it their body? Or... Is it the food that you eat together? Or is it the moments that you have together? Is it their energy? Is it how you make them feel and how they make you feel? Is it how you show up for each other? Is it how they make you laugh? So why would it be your body? And also reassess your connections. Connection and true connection is built on authenticity. I like to think of it as when you connect with someone who is not truly themselves you're connecting to like this fake being this fake like i also i also almost imagine like a shadow next to somebody that's who you're connecting with not the real person and flip that on its head when you're not being your true self people are connecting to your shadow and not connecting to you which leaves you actually feeling disconnected and lonely which is why it's so important to know who you are and be truly authentic and showing up in who you are and connecting on that level then when your body changes the things you do together change nothing changes in terms of your connections that stays exactly the same another reason why we might self-sabotage is that you don't think you deserve it and ultimately we like nothing more than to be right if we have this core belief that we're not enough that we're not worthy low self-worth then ultimately we will often act in a way that confirms that belief. Because again, then we'll be right. I could sit here and say, oh, well, just develop your self-worth, babe. But what does that even mean? I think building your self-worth is about ultimately recognising that you are worthy as you are, but you have to know who you are in order to feel worthy who, who you are, as who you are. <laughs> 
build a support network, practice self-compassion, challenge your inner critic, challenge those limiting beliefs that you have and the beliefs that you have that builds worth. Like, do you think that it's someone's job that makes them a worthy person? Or what do you think builds self-worth in someone else? What makes somebody worthy? And is that actually true? You might think, well, I think this someone who's leaner is worth more. Well, is that true? Or is that some sort of internalised weight bias or weight stigma that you have? So think about like the beliefs that you're holding. When a baby's born, they're worthy as they are, right? So at what age does that change? When they're one and they're not walking yet? I'm not sure what age babies start walking, to be honest. I think it's older than one. When they're five and they're at school and they're not, they're not, you know, progressing as fast as the other kids, are they, are they not worth it? At what age does somebody become unworthy? At what age do you feel that you became unworthy? And why is that different from everyone else? It's very difficult to achieve your goals if you don't believe you deserve them. You can have that one for free. Seventh reason why we might self-sabotage is that these behaviours feel safe to you even if they're not helpful. I often relate this to relationships. If you've grown up maybe with um, an inconsistent, say it's your parents' love or relationship is inconsistent, your father figure is inconsistent, and that's all you've known from childhood up into adulthood, it may well be that you then choose inconsistent partners because although objectively you know that's not right, it feels safe. It's actually soothing for you to be around this inconsistent partner. It's not, and it triggers, of course, this dysregulation and these often anxious or avoidant attachment styles, attachment styles or insecure attachment styles, but it feels familiar. And so the same can be true with your diet. Maybe overeating feels safe to you. You know that it's not ideal for you, but it soothes you in some way. Reflect on your old patterns of behaviour. When did you develop this behaviour? At what point and what purpose was it serving for you? You hear us talking at ETPC all the time about what's the purpose of something. So what purpose is this serving for you and how can you meet this need elsewhere? And is it the most helpful place for you to find it? Again, if we come back to relationships, the awareness of saying, okay, I pick inconsistent partners because that's what feels familiar to me is one thing. But then it's about recognising, well, okay, well, I have a choice now. I have a choice to be uncomfortable and pursue more consistent partners, which will feel uncomfortable. I will want to run from them. But I can stay objective and look at the overall picture of this. Self-awareness first, act second. Eighth reason why we might self-sabotage? Because what else will we do? And what else will we focus on if it's not our diet? And that's a, a darker one to go down. But if your diet it has been a focus for you for a long time and it's, it's kind of filled the space in your head, what else could go there? Do you know what else would go in there? Maybe not. Maybe feelings of emptiness, you have feelings of emptiness and rather than accept those and try to fill them elsewhere, you just prolong your diet by self-sabotaging. 
because as long as you can focus on that you don't have to focus on other things number nine self-sabotage sometimes happens for someone else again we're kind of a dark here but in a bid to make someone else feel enough are you actually making yourself less in an unconscious desire to protect those who love us from a sense of inadequacy or envy, a lack of worth, are you actually sabotaging your own success? Maybe it's to protect them from comparison of their own achievements with yours. Have you developed a fear of your own success that culminates actually in your own self-sabotage? For example, I've worked with clients who leave challenging relationships and unfulfilling jobs when they notice this desire to act less than in themselves. Because when the success you strive for threatens the person you love, where do your actions lie? Ultimately, you're not responsible for someone else feeling less than, unworthy or unneeded. But often, especially as women, but all of us, often we make ourselves smaller for someone else's benefit. To make them, to try and at least make them feel more secure, to try and stop them from comparing to us. And finally, is it really feeling when it comes to your diet? Is self-sabotage actually feeling on your diet? Or actually, is your lack of ability to stick to it a strong message from your body to actually listen to it? And maybe actually the real failure would be ignoring the reasons why you're self-sabotaging and repeating the same mistakes. But sometimes we just criticise ourselves, we just immediately fall into the self-sabotage narrative so we don't give ourselves the space to actually figure out what it is. So instead, can you approach the self-sabotage with curiosity instead of guilt? And rather than thinking I just can't do it, think, okay, how can I learn from this? Often self-sabotage is self-protection. And I've spoken about specifically self-sabotage here but when I'm in a coaching context I will often refer to it as uh, self-protection. If we are terrified of failing part of us will stop us from doing anything that allows us to feel good about ourselves. We sabotage our relationships, our diets, job opportunities to protect ourselves from the inevitable fall. Your actions are actually trying to protect you. Maybe it's not a willpower problem. Maybe it is your perceived lack of safety, of secure connection, and maybe your actions are just trying to protect you. And sometimes when we reframe self-sabotage as self-protection, we stop getting so frustrated. And again, we just give ourselves that space to be curious. I think sometimes we can benefit from catastrophizing I know that catastrophizing is often an unhelpful way of thinking, but sometimes visualising the worst case scenario and how we would handle it allows us to better comprehend the prospect of feeling like we failed and actually thinking, okay, well, even if that did fail, I know how I would get around it and catastrophizing can be really, really helpful for that. But ultimately, when we have this resistance to let something go, that might be overeating and what you're calling self-sabotage on your diet. We need to figure out what purpose that thing is providing and replace it with something else. If it's a habit, like overeating, identify what is serving for you and replace it with something else that does the same thing. 
because all habits are serving a purpose even if we don't know what that is so again if you think and recognize that overeating is serving a purpose of giving you comfort where else can you meet that need and you might think well yeah but nothing meets that need as much as food does maybe not right now if you've had that habit for 30 years 40 years 50 years but over time you will start to find things that do bring you comfort of a similar level in a different way if it is a thought that is kind of holding you back again identify what that purpose is serving so example um maybe you have a thought that if I stop trying to be perfect then I won't succeed first of all ask yourself if that's fact or feeling and ask what purpose that thought is serving for here it would be probably that it's keeping you in your comfort zone so then you don't have to try and then nothing will get messy and nothing will be imperfect is that helpful absolutely not so challenging these thoughts and these habits in a compassionate way of saying like what is it that you're trying to show me what can I learn from this and how can I change this that framing is infinitely better than just getting frustrated with yourself and saying oh I always self-sabotage our own diets I just can't do it that doesn't really get you anywhere because you just end up frustrated think about all of these reasons why you might self-sabotage write them down journal on them think about reframing them and see what comes up for you thanks so much for listening i hope you enjoyed it and as always if you did please do feel free to like share subscribe and review and if you would like to chat to me then you can find details of my instagram in the show notes